Welcome to the Leadership Now podcast with Dr. Aaron Rock, lead pastor of Harvest Bible Church in Windsor, Ontario. On this show, we talk about the nuts and bolts of theology, church life, cultural issues, pastoral leadership, ethics, and other relevant matters that will help you to lead better now. I'm your host, Chris Eelman, and today we're bringing you a special edition of a special Friday edition of the Leadership Now podcast called Courage During a State of Emergency. So Aaron, this is a time-sensitive podcast. Can you tell our listeners what's going on in Canada? Yeah, well, less than a half an hour ago, our premier here in the province of Ontario uh, declared that he was putting our province into a state of emergency, that he was not going to have any more of these protests going on that he was going to use every means possible to get the protesters away from the Ambassador Bridge. And of course, out of Ottawa, he calls them things like occupiers. Obviously, this man is under a lot of pressure. But unfortunately, in the same vein as our Prime Minister, he's doubling down. He's getting stubborn. He's becoming increasingly tyrannical. Now, what the listeners need to understand is this man is your classic elitist. Believe it or not, he spent his weekend snowmobiling at his cottage. And then he comes back from his cottage and he starts wagging the finger at people and saying, go home. What he needs to understand is a lot of his people don't have homes to go to or soon will lose those homes because of his tactics and the tactics of Prime Minister Trudeau. They no longer have jobs. Mm-hmm. And then he's threatening them with $100,000 fines in a year in jail. Well, they're not going to have any money to pay that. Now, you know that I've racked up four such summonses which bear with them a penalty of up to 100 grand in a year in jail each. So, you know, 100 times four, one year times four. For, the good news is other pastors across our province that have had similar fines. One guy had six. It was reduced to $3,000 total. But regardless, we don't know where that's all going to go. But these are draconian fines. I mean, he's treating these people worse than pedophiles, drug pushers, petty thieves, and basically labeling them in this Trudeau-esque style with every pejorative he can possibly think about. Uh, and it really is disgusting behavior. The, the hypocrisy of this man, the stubbornness of this man to not release people from the slavery that he's put them under is, is really quite astonishing, especially for a man that claims to be a conservative. He's clearly not a conservative in any stretch, mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. And what I want to do in this podcast is I want to inform our people about some of the strategies that tyrants use. You're going to see this. You've seen it. I've seen it in our own mayor, Drew Dilkins. I've seen it in Ottawa's mayor, Jim Williams. I've seen it now in our premier of Ontario and the prime minister of Canada. They run the same plays over and over again. People need to be aware of what these strategies are, and then they need to be encouraged to respond properly. So that's what we want to want to cover in this podcast. Okay. So let's get right into it then and talk, what are these tactics that tyrants use? I think we've seen them. Uh, many of us kind of have an idea, but lay them out for us. What are these tactics? Well, first of all, I want to say the, the simplest way to end these blockades is to end the mandates. That's what the people are asking. If you're out there, keep harping on that. End the mandates, end the mandates, end the mandates, end the mandates. Put the pressure on the people who have failed to end the mandates. What the prime minister, the premier, and the mayors are trying to do is they're trying to divide the people, and they're being quite effective at it. So what they do is they try to throw labels on peaceful protesters to make them look like they're terrible people Mm -hmm. 
while they themselves, objectively speaking, are guilty by every definition of authoritarianism and tyranny. Mm -hmm. So we need to get the message out. This is about ending the mandates. The problem is not with the protesters. The problem is with the people who have enslaved them. But recognizing their strategies also helps you to combat their lies and to maintain your courage. So one of the strategies you'll see is they conflate public health mandates with science. Now, we need to kind of think about this carefully. Science, let's say we're studying the way that cells, we're studying cellular biology. We're studying the way that cells replicate in the human body. And we're studying the mechanisms. We're studying the means. We're, we're, we're watching this happen and studying it. That's science. These public health mandates aren't science. This is really important for people to understand, challenge the narrative. Quarantining the sick is a legitimate health mandate, but forcing vaccines through firing, intimidation, and shaming, that's not science. Mm -hmm. Those are the crowd, crowd control, mind control tactics. Now, I'm not sure that our premier is bright enough to understand that. And I'm sorry to say that, but I'm frankly, I'm disgusted with the man. He doesn't even deserve to be called Mr. or the premier. He deserves no honorific title whatsoever because, frankly, whether he knows it or not, his antics are, are demonic. They're demonic. He's been entirely fooled and duped, or he's just an extremely evil man, and he needs to be called out for it. But what he does and what Justin Trudeau is the master of is he continues to harp on science, the science, the science. Dude, vaccine passports aren't science. Those are coercive public health tactics to get you to do what the prime minister wants you to do. And it will never be enough. It, it's 70% vaccines aren't enough. 90% clearly isn't enough. One jab, two jabs isn't enough. It will never end because it's not about that. We just had this revelation come out last week. The deputy prime minister of Canada is on the World Economic Forum's board. She's in the pocket of Klaus Schwab. This isn't a conspiracy theory. Half of Justin Trudeau's cabinets, according to a video testimony from Klaus Schwab, have been under his training. So these people, they have a globalist agenda. It's not a conspiracy theory. They have a globalist agenda. They refuse. And Doug Ford, unfortunately, and Trudeau are bosom buddies. They refuse to relinquish these mandates because they have a globalist agenda and they won't let it go. So don't let them conflate. Don't let them confuse science. This is not science. Vax passports are not science. Crummy masks made out of old T-shirts, that's not science. That's not good epidemiology. So that's number one. Secondly, be careful about whisper campaigns. In, in politics, this is one of the tactics that uh, campaigners use. They want to strike fear, let's say in this case, into the heart of protesters. So they, they circulate rumors. It's called a whisper campaign. Oh, the Children's Aid Society is coming to take your kids away. Or there's an impending peace police raid, you know, down the hall at the fire hall. There's hundreds of riot police all stacked in there, piled a mile high. They're about to storm out and take you. And everyone's like, well, what's the source of this? I don't know. I heard it through a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. So a whisper campaign is a rumor that is deliberately circulated by your opponent, but no one really takes responsibility to determine objectively if it's true or not. Mm-hmm. So that's a second tactic. A third tactic is stonewalling. So stonewalling is when the prime minister, the, the, the premier, the mayor, 
sit behind their desks in their comfy little offices and they call the press and they have these press conferences and they finger wag and they put out these tweets, but they actually have never, ever spoken with the protesters. Mm-hmm. They say, we've heard you. What do you mean you've heard us? You've watched clips of us on CTV. You haven't heard anything. You're stonewalling. You're refusing to speak. And then when they're on the media, we've seen this, especially with the, the media does this too. They, they're trying to solicit sympathy and support by making themselves out to be like victims and heroes. So we care about the economy. We can't believe these protesters are trying to shut down the economy. Again, dude, you have robbed these people of work. You haven't cared about the economy for two years. Yeah, it's hypocrisy. Trudeau's printing money up in Ottawa that's it's that's backed to nothing. And gas prices are through the roof. Grocery prices are through the roof. And all of a sudden, they're all concerned about the economy. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they try to get the corporate giants on their side, you know, the big players, the auto plants or whatever, in order to complain and cry and whine, oh, you're ruining the economy, you're ruining the economy. A lot of these people that Ford and Trudeau have allowed to be fired from their jobs are people that were part of sustaining the economy during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They don't care about them. Folks, listen, the sooner you understand that Doug Ford doesn't care about you, that Prime Minister Trudeau does not care about you, that the mayor of Windsor does not care about you, that the mayor of Ottawa does not care about you, they're just trying to score political points, the wiser you'll be. Mm-hmm. So we see these tactics. Okay, the fourth tactic is pretending to take the moral high ground. So we see, I've, I've taught on this before, we see and we hear people in high office who are complicit in tyranny, who won't listen to protesters, who continue to put these ridiculous mandates on us all. We hear them using moral language. They try to get themselves picture like a hill. You get up on the hill, just like in, in war, right? You get up on a hill. If you're on a, if you're on the hill, you have a moral advantage. So picture their hill as a big hill with a big old pulpit on the top, and they preach down to you. And they they're masters at this. And the news the news media just runs with this. These are occupiers. So they they draw upon negative language. These are mm-hmm. occupiers. These are racists. These are Islamophobe, Islamophobes. These are people that aren't taking care of their children. Can you believe these poor children? Meanwhile, it's like a giant camp out. The kids are jumping in bouncy castles, eating all the hot dogs they can possibly want, getting candy floss. Mm-hmm. But they try to frame these up as these delinquent parents. Oh, what are you talking? What are you doing? Are there enough bathrooms in the area for your children? Meanwhile, they won't allow them to bring bathrooms in. So this is just another example of where they try to take the moral high ground. And um, Premier Ford is actually a little more believable because he kind of puts on that that persona of the you know the caring grandpa. Mm-hmm. Folks, I just really want the province to be reopened, and I really want that, dude. You don't care about any of that, okay? You're a tyrant. Mm-hmm. You're holding on to power at all costs, and you're trying to intimidate and shame good people into continuing to subject themselves to your unnecessary, non-scientific medical health mandates. So that's the fourth one, Chris. Mm -hmm. The fifth one, which is 
we've seen it in, in past protests is by planting unsavory people in protests. Now, obviously, we don't know exactly what level of government is doing this or who's behind the scenes or what organizations are. But you see where you have these, these anti-protest movements and you have some dude show up at the Ottawa protest with a Nazi flag or a Confederate flag and he's all masked up. And again, no one knows his identity. Mm-hmm. There's no accountability there. Mm-hmm. It's just a dude with a, side, with a, with a flag. And he's, he's wandering around through the crowd and that's all the media, you know, those big old cameras, you have, that's all they focus on. Mm-hmm. So we have this, these campaigns by pro-Trudeauites, pro-Fordites, pro-lefties, pro-globalists, whoever these groups are, sending people into peaceful protests and seeking to make them look like Nazis, you know, Hitler sympathizers, et cetera. And it's, it's disgusting. It's a disgusting tactic. And then, of course, focusing on the exception to the rule. So you and I know when you go to protests, in every crowd there's some wingdings. Mm-hmm. But you're going to have people that are just oddballs, that are loud and boisterous or trying to split the sky and going on about all these crazy conspiracy theories. Those are the people that the media loves to get a hold of and highlight. Because if you find one nut. It discredits the whole movement, right? The whole movement looks looks atrocious. Mm-hmm. And what what what's interesting is in our city, and I'm going to call him out on it, Mayor Drew Dilkins. Historically, I've got on well with the guy, but his behavior is repulsive and he needs to repent. His behavior is immoral. He makes this comment on the news yesterday about mentally unstable people that are part of these protests in Windsor. Well, I'm pretty sure in a crowd that size, you're probably going to find some mentally unstable people. Just like you find some mentally unstable people in high offices Mm -hmm. in our country. Just like you see mentally unstable people in every crowd. It's interesting he would say that, by the way, in a culture that has a big emphasis on helping people with mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the bell day where, you know, let's talk. All of a sudden he's stigmatized the people. Of course. It's like he suddenly uses it as a, uses it as a slur mm-hmm. under normal circumstances. This is a big deal, right? For people to find healing from mental health issues, which by the way, guys like Dilkins actually contribute to the mental health crises through these lockdowns, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the, the, the irony of that. Yep. When you tell people you can't visit your granny for two years, you can't get into nursing homes, you can't work, you got to, you know, you got to follow all these ongoing rules. It really is uh, the height of hypocrisy to create mentally ill people through your stupidity and then to call them out for it. But that, all that aside, am I a mentally unstable person? No. I mean, I know you have some issues, but anyway. <laughs> um, the, 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 the ability of these people to denigrate and to try to attack and paint with one broad brush. Everyone, I, I went down, there's your business owners. These are su- some people with successful trunk, trucking companies. Mm-hmm whose livelihoods are on the line because their drivers can't cross the border anymore because of a ridiculous coercive political tactic called a VAX passport. Mm -hmm. 
um, these are good people. And to call them these kinds of, to accuse them of being mentally unstable, frankly, Mr. Dilkins, you need to apologize and subsequently you need to resign and go get some help because you're not thinking clearly. But this is another tactic is to focus, focus on the exceptions to the rules. The seventh tactic is to misuse the legal apparatus. So we're going to run to the courts like some kid that's uh, bullying people in the schoolyard and finally gets pushed to the ground by a gang of kids who are fed up with him bullying. And he runs off to mommy or he runs off to the, to the principal at the school and says, oh, I'm, I've been getting picked on in the schoolyard. Can you go? Can you go discipline all those kids over there? Meanwhile, he's the bully. Mm -hmm. The bully is trying to find refuge in the courts. The bully, because he has power, right? Yep. The bully goes to the courts and he tries to put injunctions on, or he, he the very person that's being uh, protested, the, the very person that's responsible for creating these protests is now using more of his power in the province of Ontario to put his emergency powers into play to try to beat his opponents. This is the mm -hmm. tactics of a bully, a whiny, baby, childish bully. That's, that's what he is. And his behavior is disgusting. And if no one else is going to say it, I'm going to say it. His behavior is disgusting. So they, they abuse the legal apparatus in order to squash dissent. And then the eighth tactic, and we've seen these, is pity tripping. Mm -hmm. You see CTV, this ridiculous uh, picture of this Edmonton CTV reporter. Oh, we're peeling the labels off our CTV van because, you know, we're getting a lot of harassment and abuse. <laughs> really? <laughs> like the same guy, the same, the same kinds of people that have these leading questions for the premier and sort of lead in with, like, you know, are you going to, are you going to do something about these protesters? I mean, we have stories that 10 or 20% of them have children inside of them. And, oh boy, I know how much you love children, Mr. Ford. Are you going to, are you going to maybe sort of like do something about that? Like these, these children, their, their lives are sort of at risk. That's not a question. That's not a question. Mm -hmm. You're, you're presenting your concerns, which are, by the way, fake. You're presenting your, cons your concerns as a quote-unquote journalist. You're creating a narrative, and then you're asking the premier to affirm it, and you're wording it in such a way that if he disaffirms it, he looks bad. You know, mm -hmm. Do people not see yep. through these stunts? 100%. So pity tripping, and then you know, I was interviewed by CTV down there. What do you think about the neighbors? What do the neighbors think? Well, actually, a lot of the neighbors are here with us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you are aware of the fact that unless we protest in the middle of a cornfield, you're probably going to, at any protest, have buildings within proximity to it that are going to hear things. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Did you ask those questions during the BLM protests slash riots? No. So th these are the tactics. These are eight tactics that tyrants use to try to denigrate and control and lie and manipulate their audiences to continue to support their tyranny. Mm -hmm. Now, last night I was talking to an officer and he said, um, 
he, he was kind of tipping me off that a lot of people are concerned because the narrative has changed dramatically. And he was saying that they're aware and they're having these conversations that there's polling out now that over 60% of people are in support of the truckers. And so what these politicians are doing, know it or not, even politically is going to backfire on them. Interesting. So yeah. the narrative is changing. There's, there's people are realizing the corruption, realizing, I think, I think everybody is realizing, especially given Trudeau's actions and given Doug Ford's actions today, I think they're going to be, I, I'm very confident and hopeful that they're going to be very surprised by how this turns out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, even the vaccine question, right. And, you know, I'm, I'm very careful not to make this about vaccines because that's what they want to make this about. This isn't about vaccines. But with with regard to the vaccine question, because the prime minister keeps saying 90% of truckers are vaccinated, 90% are vaccinated. Well, yes and no. Because we know that these vaccines more or less fizzle out mm -hmm. after what, 16 weeks? I mean, you see some articles, 12, 12 to let's say three to four months. And they're, they're, you're sort of like unvaccinated again, more or less. Get your tetanus shot, it lasts for 10 years, and then it's no longer operable. So I believe they say 60% of Canadians have refused the third dose. Hmm. So now you, you have only 40% that are truly vaccinated, and assuming that number applies to the trucking industry, 90% of people crossing the Ambassador Bridge or the Coots border in Alberta, they're not, they're not vaccinated with their third dose. Mm -hmm. But again, the state wants to make this about your refusal to be vaccinated or your refusal to, because some people are vaccinated, they just don't want to show their papers, right? They're, they're fine with the vaccine, but they're not fine with the mandates. It's all meant to drive a wedge between the people and divide them. Mm -hmm. And what I want is I want to see the vaccinated and the unvaccinated come together and say, look, this isn't about a vaccine choice. Mm -hmm. This is about the state trying to control everything. And even in the face of overwhelming opposition and extreme measures being taken by protesters who are willing to actually camp out in front of bridges, leave their families for a week or two, they still continue to propagate these lies. And it's because they love power. You know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. They love the power. And, the, and it's not just them as individuals, they have handlers. So you'll notice they'll kind of keep their head down until the political pressure's on. All of a sudden, boop, up props the mayor. And he's suddenly Superman who cares for all the people and is disgusted with the behavior of protesters. But he only does that when he's under pressure. He's not talking about this when he's not under pressure. He's just kind of passing the buck. This is what tyrants do as well, right? They try to pass the buck. So you might've seen pictures of a snake eating its own tail. You can only eat so far before you've eaten yourself. And tyrants, they try to pass the buck. So what Ford did in his announcements, he's trying to, he's trying to um, compliment the police. He's trying to make sure that he has good relationships with the police, even though the officers I was speaking to yesterday aren't on side with the tyranny. Mm -mm. But um, this is your, you know, your, your, your classic, let's, let's butter people up. Let's try to get people to do what I want by lobbying compliments at them. And 
And at the same time, let's make my opponents, my the people that I've been elected to serve. He actually had the gall and nerve to say that's what the ballot box is for. Are you kidding me? So he's basically saying we only have democracy for 15 minutes every four years. Mm-hmm. That, well, you can peacefully protest. We've heard you. Now we'll just go back and keep hammering you with joblessness and economic destruction. But, you know, God forbid that a bunch of peaceful protesters block a bridge for a few days or sit out front of the parliament buildings honking their horn. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is a situation we're in. Um, We want to know, what do we respond? Like, this is news that happened in the last 45 minutes. What do we do? And what do we do today? Okay, well, we cannot back down. You cannot back down. If we back down now, we lose... Permanently, we cannot back down. So do, when 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 officials, desperate people, start to pull stunts like this, what we need is more people to show up. Mm-hmm. We need people all across our province to immediately head for the bridge, head for the lo- the border, heads for the Coots border. Go there. I don't care. I really don't care, Chris, about the fines, the tickets, the jail time. I don't care. This is too great of a fight. We're not doing this for ourselves. If we believe this is tyranny, we believe this is evil, and this is wrong, we will practice civil disobedience. The reason why we'll practice civil disobedience is because the the, the laws, the, the, the crowbars that Ford and Trudeau try to use are immoral laws. Mm-hmm. They're not based upon A, logic, and B, the Bible, certainly not based upon, none of these health mandates are based upon scripture. The scripture is very clear. The only thing I have to subject myself to is quarantining myself. I have a contagious disease. I need to stay away from other people, period. This idea of healthy people being forced, coerced to wear masks, children, little children, healthy children do not die of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. It's virtually impossible. Obviously it could happen, but it's virtually impossible. To force them to wear muzzles, masks, day in, day out is wrong. To tell people you're in your truck, you're by yourself, you're going from loading dock to loading dock, but if you're not vaccinated, we're going to fire you is wrong. It's wrong. Tenured police officers, three three years away from retirement. If you don't take the jab, you're gone. Men that have served their community for the prime years of their life, you're gone. A local forester who served his community with distinction, you're not jab, you're gone. These are people who have been injured and hurt and uh, left out. They've, they've even had discussions. They've even had, they haven't even had an opportunity to push back because the tyrants have all the money. They have all the power. They have all the prestige. Unfortunately, we're waking up to the fact we don't live in a democracy. We don't live in a free country. It's all fake. It's all smoke and mirrors. And we will fight this. We will increase our courage. We want more people to show up to these protests. Good luck charging 15,000 people at a border who've shown up and cut off an entire city's lifeline to the U.S. If it has to happen, it has to happen. And will other people suffer? Yes. Will there be businesses that are absolutely furious with my remarks? Yes, there will be. The Yes, there will. I get it. But I'm not your enemy. And the protesters are not your enemy. The government, unfortunately, is your enemy. 
And they can end this. They can end this by ending these immoral mandates. So obviously we want to pray, but we don't just sit in our prayer closets and pray that it'll go away. You know, I'm going to close my eyes. And when I open my eyes, Lord, hopefully it went, all went away. There's a lot of people that are naive when it comes to their theology of prayer. Prayer for them is almost an, an escape mechanism where they, they can escape from the reality of the battle that we're in. We want to pray because we want God to do what only God can do. But there are some things we have been assigned to do, mm-hmm. which is to speak the truth, which is to show up, which is to push back. It, the, the, the game is on. And if we back down now, we will lose and we will lose permanently, permanently. There will be no rev- revolution of a spiritual revolution. There will be no reform to our political structures. There will be no hope for our children. Western civilization is dying. And we, we have an opportunity to be part of a revival. And these protests, of course, aren't the only thing. But after two years of letter writing and requesting information and, and, and submitting petitions and, and meeting, seeking to meet with government uh, officials, they've, kind of, they've just given broken lie after broken lie, broken promises after broken promises, and enough is enough. I, I want them to know we're not scared of you. Mm-hmm. We're not scared of you at all. We're not frightened by by you. Uh, your tyranny will be exposed, and you will be judged for your actions, and and we will not tolerate it. And fortunately, we have truth on our side, and we have a lot of God-fearing, very um, truth-embracing people, including people in positions of public office that are also on our side. And that's only going to cre- increase. Mm-hmm. When when caged when cornered dogs feel threatened, they start to bite, and that's what we're seeing. They're starting to bite instead of having conversations, instead of commending the peaceful protest. Not one single act of violence yet. Massive protests. No one's thrown a punch. No violence from these peaceful protesters. Their their conduct is exemplary. They've sacrificed much, mm-hmm. but instead we're going to try to take away their money. You know about that too, right? So they they fro- they yeah. got, got on the GoFundMe. Yeah. Now the give send go. Yep. They've gone on them and tr- try to make it illegal to send money. Okay, well we'll carry it in our pockets then. Yep, that's an immoral law. Yes, and it's a childish law. I'm going to go steal your jerry cans. I'm going to s- try to stop your funding. I'm going to treat you like you're ISIS or something. We're not the terrorists. It's the government that's terrorizing the people. It's the government that's. That's, that's guilty of great wickedness against the people. And this is our generation and this is our fight. And we will ultimately win this and they will lose to their shame. So I'm absolutely confident. But the key is we need to hold the line. We need to exercise courage. And if we have to do some jail time in the tier, in, through these tyrants, so be it. We'll do it for the next generation or for the honor and glory of God. Mm-hmm. So you've heard it, quit what you're doing this afternoon and get to the bridge, get to the borders, get to supporting these people. And as you're on your way there, share this podcast. Well, not while you're driving, but share it out, share this podcast uh, with others so that they can hear it as well. Aaron, before we go, any last words? Well, I have a lot to say, as you know, at any given point in time, but I just want to encourage our people. I want to commend those that have taken a bold and brave stand and put their their reputations on the line and uh, have have stood up against this. You know you're doing the right thing. 
you know you're doing the right thing. This is a cultural war. Uh, there, there are many out there that are that are on the side of the enemy. Doesn't matter if you know and you believe in your heart that what you're doing is the right thing. You you cannot back down. You have to move forward. And there's a lot of strategizing. I, I I'm hearing behind the scenes. I I've not had the privilege of being an organizer of any protests. But certainly I have attended them and I will continue to attend them and I'll speak at them and I'll be an encouragement to those that are there. But those that are sort of behind the scenes working to make these happen, I want to commend you. You're doing a great, great job and ultimately you'll be honored for that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that's the podcast for this special Friday edition. I'm not going to say I'll save all the extra stuff that we normally say because frankly, there's not time for it. You need to get down to the border and tune in next week to another episode of Leadership Now.